0: sea de todos y para todos, no pido tanto. Para que sea de todos y para todos, no pido tanto. Pido respiro, respeto, paz para el universo y progreso. Pido respiro, respeto, paz para el universo y progreso. Somos ciudadanos del mundo. Todos somos mensajeros. Nos dieron el conocimiento y lo perdimos con el tiempo. Somos ciudadanos del mundo. Todos somos mensajeros. Nos dieron el conocimiento y lo perdimos con el tiempo. Libertad. batalla que se gana cada minuto por estar en este planeta. De ahí venimos, ahí están las Páginas de la violencia, niño. Conoces un momento de alegría, niño. Dime, conoces tu la alegría. Dime, dime, dime y no digas no. ¿Cómo es posible? ¿Cómo es posible? ¿Cómo es posible que no sepas lo que es la alegría? Yo creo que va con más que el dictador que no hace nada ni por los niños ni por la calma. Cuando pienso en mí, pobre de mí, que no puedo ayudarlo, no vergüenza me da. ¿Qué pena me dan los vanidosos con su caridad calculada, malintencionada, listo para explotarlo con la otra cara? ¿Qué pena me da? Oh, wow. Maldita, cómo pueden dormir así Cómo pueden vivir así Con miedo a despertarse Con pistola en mano Y matar a seres humanos Que pueden ser sus hermanos Dime, ¿cuándo llegará? Cansada de tanto andar Un día más Otro día más Juega niño, juega Baila, baila niño Cuando puedas Juega niño Baila y juega niño Juega niño, juega, baila, baila niño, cuando puedas, juega niño, baila y juega niño, cuando todavía tengas piernas, cuando todavía tengas fuerza, cuando todavía tengas tierra, cuando todavía puedas, cuando todavía tengas piernas, cuando todavía tengas fuerzas, cuando todavía tengas tierra, cuando todavía puedas. Alegría mi tierra africana, alegría de niños, de bellas mujeres, de una tierra que todavía ama, alegría africana, alegría africana. yeah
1: jamais.
2: El fantasma de la libertad no release no hides. Voilà, aujourd'hui c'est la, c'est le 23. On a commencé là. Voilà et euh, aujourd'hui l'album sort.
3: Ton album Voilà, euh, aujourd'hui. Euh, ça, ça a pris du
2: temps. Hein. Ça a pris du temps. Oui, ça a pris peu. Oui, bah oui. Bah, ça a euh, pris combien de temps Ça a pris deux ans ou un truc comme ça. Je sais pas. Non, non. Euh... Tu m'en parles depuis. Tellement longtemps. no it it, it took uh, maybe t- not two years exactly, but know in, in between, I didn't work much. We, I, what you have to know, <laughs> um, we did this album uh, not every day. I was meeting my the programmer who worked with me once a week or twice a week, a maximum sometimes t- three times a week. So and in between, sometimes we, I didn't have much time to. Uh, I was not into it. It was difficult, you know. Working with Latin music is not that easy. I find out. I found out. Uh, it took me time.
3: But it's difficult to to work um, in music in Tokyo for you. Sometimes is it difficult to find the studios and is it expensive? No, it
2: was not a problem to find studios. It was to work the ideas properly. And uh, what happened? Uh, I, I released three three track on, in the beginning. Uh, like you remember, with the with uh, Tel Marie, uh, like it was a year and a half ago. And then uh, I think every, everything goes very fast when we did uh, when I started to put uh, live. Mu- I, I found out that it was necessity to re- to use musician. And uh, after basic ideas were really done, uh, when I put instrument, uh, everything goes so fast. It was last summer everything was uh, was like uh, suddenly a hundred meters going fast, you know. <laughs> Sprint. Sprint. Voilà, c'était le sprint, ouais. <laughs> It was the sprint and everything goes uh con- I could see everything so easily and uh, everything was finished in f- like uh, between uh, July and and August, everything was finished. I end of August was finished, this album, actually.
3: Oui, tu m'as donné une promo il y a longtemps hein. Voilà, voilà, c'est ça. Mais maintenant la pochette elle est belle hein.
2: Ouais, well, you like it?
3: Ah super. You like it. Tu as écrit dessus
2: yes, ça dit write some uh, j'ai écrit oui j'ai je me suis dit tu sais comment... on, on, des... aim, on aime tout faire chez nous UFO peut-être depuis très longtemps euh, c'est, les pochettes euh, si, si on, on a commencé à faire nos, nos premières pochettes au début et euh, on a toujours il euh, y a toujours une, une un de nous qui a quand même ou écrit ou ou, ou, ou le design euh, et travaillé avec un designer pas plus pas que faire la musique c'est-à-dire uh, tu get involved in, a, in every possible uh, centimeter of de project yeah it is uh, i don't know why because uh, est-ce qu'on parle français est-ce qu'on parle anglais ou quoi on fait les deux on fait les deux and, uh, parce que c'est je sais pas on uh, toujours to stay in control or we always uh, maybe have uh, strange ideas or whatever but c'est uh, comme ça c'est tout Et uh, maybe you know uh, i had to explain i had to explain what they wanted to say it was not only music and this time, basically, mostly it's Spanish. So, for people who don't understand Spanish, and uh, uh, people who don't understand they with one track in French, who don't understand French as well, it was necessity to write a liner, proper liner. And there was more than just the the music, and more than the words that I put on a on a, on this uh, on this track. So I, I write a long liner, and and there was. It's about... Uh, I'm going to ask you a few, que- few... Quelques questions. Mais pourquoi? Parce que I want to know. I want to ask you things that maybe probably no one asked you before. I don't know. And uh, No, but I want to ask you some questions. Yeah, I'm asking. I, I ask questions. No, you ask no question. I want to
3: ask you because I don't have a record out. You have a record out and it's your first record. For yeah. It. It's your first, first solo record. I mean, the thing as well, what is an Algerian boy like you doing in a place like Tokyo? Moroccan, Moroccan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I'm doing you
3: know, in the <laughs> You know, I always thought it was Moroccan but then I saw the sleeve and the sleeve but it's is Morocco. But it's all Algerian actually. No, yeah, Morocco. Ah yes yeah, Morocco.
2: Yeah, it's Morocco, ici here you have Morocco oh, Algeria yeah. is there.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I uh, have problem with géographie. Well, oui, un petit peu, oui. Non, mais je savais que c'était marocain. Mais qu'est-ce qu'un marocain fait uh, à Tokyo quand même au
2: début? came to do music here actually and uh, you remember to, we talk about it and uh, it was this band that nous uh, uh we formed with amis uh, Japanese friends called Paris in the beginning. And it was music. Uh, I came with me to experiment some music with these guys. Uh, actually, a couple, uh, Hamada, Mr. Hamada, and his, his wife. And uh, we did this band in the early days. That goes for two years. I did. Uh, a lot of people know about it, and some others know, don't. And it was live music, actually. And we were dealing with a kind of cabaret, chanson, and playing and tango as well. It was the wave, It was like in 1980, from 1983, uh, 1980 to 1985. Uh, m- monthly, we we did have lives, and did some recording very early, just after maybe a few uh, we the beginning. What we did start to rehearse for four or four months, something like that, and we started to do a gig uh, in April or it was April uh, in, in 1984. And soon after, in the summer, we, we released a uh, uh, compilation with two tracks and, and then uh, oh, yeah. many singles, yeah, a, a kind of with three covers and an original track uh, at that time. I yeah. never knew that. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, and I was singing in Japanese. <laughs> at that time? <laughs> I was singing in Japanese. They were singing in French. So we were doing uh, like uh, India song of uh, Jean Moreau, for example. J'aime les filles. Object Dutron, but I also was tango, tango music, and some waltzes as well, and some kind of cabaret atmosphere, uh, atmospheric things, uh, yeah, 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 everything live.
3: Yeah. C'est cool. Ça c'est cool. Ouais, moi je, j'aimerais bien voir ça. Tu, tu l'as encore t'as,
2: t'as... J'ai un, j'ai encore un disque Je te fais. J'ai pas de copie, mais euh, je pourrais te faire. Euh, je te peux donner le son un jour. Raphaël, Et puis
3: après, c'était UFO quand même.
2: UFO, ça a été longtemps après.
3: That was a heavy situation, man. I mean, in a good way. I thought that UFO was. Uh, I've been talking a lot about UFO because, of course, as you know, I'm here on my um, you know uh, my um, Easter trip to Japan and uh, I spent a lot of time doing press and and gigs and and stuff at J wave and stuff and a lot of people have been asking me about um, you know the roots of um, acid jazz and whatever and before <laughs> and all that kind of stuff the same questions but I always like to talk about acid jazz in the sense of how important UFO was to me because I thought that You know, there still hasn't been a band or a combination of DJs and style and as we were talking Le Pochet and the whole thing was just magic and it was such an inspiration for so many people around the world. I think that UFO doesn't really get the credit that it deserves what do you feel about that do you think you do you think that people really respect what you've done are you are you are you proud of what you did as you
2: yes I I do sometimes but uh, I had a good reaction and surprises to for example uh, connecting again through my space to some people that I thought they were even uh, ignoring or not into what we did before and mostly most of the time Yes, the the duo the, music did uh, did uh, something in in our lives and whatever. And always uh, uh, from abroad, I felt what you say more from abroad, and I've been feeling it from abroad more uh, strongly than uh, than we feel it in Tokyo, probably or in Japan. I don't know. There was time where where being here, we 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 could feel it. I don't know, but you know, there is so much going on and been going on uh, through all these years uh but after all, all of that sometimes yes like sometimes uh, it it it's like nothing happened uh all these years as well uh, at the same time and uh what i'm proud is sometimes to listen to my track we did i don't say that everything was really done perfectly it was uh, we were learning ourselves how to deal with music and how to compete with what you say we were important, but what you were doing with the label, with Tolkien Lab, and most of the artists that you have were for us more the, the, uh, the reflection and the mirror and, and as well the influence, the early influence of what was happening. And we had to compete with that. And it was a big pressure to to equal little bit Galliano Incognito was pfft, my god when I saw them I thought it was not really uh, it was not going live and all, all the things you've been doing were more massive than we did uh, I don't know for me uh, I don't know for me how, how we can uh, how we can deal uh, no who, who, I'm not really uh, that big head and I don't think we did influence us we influence uh, because you had other acts as well that were as important as us and more more important than us.
3: I remember, <laughs> I remember, but it was, I just remember when you used to, because you used to record your records in Japan and then you'd come to England for a few weeks and you'd mix the record yeah. from Tokyo. And I remember that was such good times. Every time you came to London, it was kind of like everyone went crazy for a few weeks. Do you remember? It was yes, fun. Yes, so right? I know,
2: yes. It was all this pressure <laughs> of trying to finish the album on, on time. And, uh, but it was good. We had a uh, uh, collaboration. For us was a, a big deal to 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 be with uh, uh, to deal with an engineer for a few weeks and <laughs> to deal again uh, to try to achieve what we were trying to do, which ideas and to collaborate with musicians like we did. Uh, but it's mad when I think about it. When to in the first album to to bring Joe Hendricks, uh, you remember that <laughs> Joe Hendricks was there. Then the order to do, to deal with uh, Mark Murphy. Uh, it happened too, and 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 else, and else and to work with Galliano, to work with everyone that uh, was Snowboy, all all the people we. Didi Bridgewater. Didi Bridgewater later in Tokyo, yes, but Tania Maria. Tania Maria, non pas jamais, jamais, jamais. Not yet. Not but yet. But you released the record. We released an album of Tania Maria. I just met her actually two few months ago, and she we met. Exactly the it was happening at the. Uh, she said to me. You didn't bring any music. I said, my God, do you want to hear what we do? Yes, I loved. What did you hear? And I find out that everything uh, she didn't hear from like uh, no sound into too taboo. After that, she didn't hear nothing. So I brought everything I could have, even compilation that I did for Concord before. I gave her some jazz and the Cubano, the last album. I gave her a big package of everything till the last, last album. And and uh, before she go back, she was taking the uh, going back to the next day to go back to. She live in France now actually, uh, yeah. and uh, she said, "Yeah, my daughter, every daughter, she did. My kids, they love what you did, and you did that too early. Again, it's difficult." <laughs> and, and she remember, it was really very for me, very uh,
3: tender and very surprising. I also remember actually we used to sort of uh, apart from the live shows. I remember we'd sort of find ourselves DJing in different parts of the world. You know, UFO would be there and I'd be there and a few others would come along. I remember there'd be events. I remember a gig we did in Hong Kong, actually. Do you remember yeah. that one? Where the guy who brought us over, he was like multi-billionaire. And, and, and I didn't realize that not only was the hotel going to be free, which it obviously always is if you're going to mm. be invited, but also we could use the, the any room service. We could use the bar. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And the only person who knew that was Yabir. Yeah, i been you and he was killing the bar, and he, ah, was, yeah? having, he was having dinner, but I didn't realize. And, and the I bar was <laughs> fantastic, and they really, they <laughs> have the most, uh,
2: there was anything in that bar, everything you no, wanted, you deep. have it now.
3: But the thing I was going to say was that what was amazing about UFO, when you guys turned up to do a gig, is that obviously, you know, you do a gig as UFO, which meant there was three of you, and you know, maybe you'd get a two hour slot or an hour and a half, and you'd literally only have half an hour each because you didn't actually play together, you just played in turn, like ping pong, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And then you turn up at the airport. I remember you coming to England and you were kind of doing a gig, I think it was the gig at the Ministry of Sound that we did once. And I remember you all turned up with like two or three boxes of records each. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're only going to play four or five records each. So you always used to carry all this music with yeah, you, you?
2: Uh, I don't know what you know. <laughs> it was like, we, you don't know what will happen. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember that, but I think it was time that everyone had to bring a lot of music with uh compared to now well you compared know what now, last uh,
3: night last night was amazing because i went to um i went to 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 show my respects to um to yellow last night after I did air yeah and uh, Joe Clausell was playing it was really magic to go there actually I was really pleased that I was shame you didn't come but it was a really you know I got there at seven o'clock in the morning and yeah. it was buzzing and uh Joe Clausell was on his ninth hour well he started at ten o'clock and um he didn't have a warm-up DJ, he was just doing it, because he said to me, I don't want to, you know, this is my last time at Yellow, so I want to <laughs> enjoy every moment. So I went down there, and I'd just done my gig, and I was so kind of, you know, um, excited to be, and the moment you walk into Yellow, it is a magical place, and we will miss it here, but that's another yeah, story. Sure, yeah, it, We really will miss it, because there aren't many, it's Paradise Garage. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, it's the Paradise Garage of, yes. of today, definitely of Japan, which is going to be closing down. Anyway, yesterday I walked into the DJ box. The man, he had eight boxes of records.
2: Yes, what they do, uh, most most of the guys from New York, they bring, like I saw even uh, Master Artworks or uh, one of the guys of the Master Artworks, play, or Louis also, they bring... Uh, a lot of records.
3: My God, it Always was
2: incredible. Always the scenes, the scenes, the, maybe the they're the only ones who, uh, or maybe because it was, uh, it's really New York, I think. Uh, I've seen that with few DJs, uh, like Kenny uh, Dope uh, also bring a really big, big, big box as well. But you have
3: somebody to carry it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was impressed, man. It was really, it was really yeah, they great. Do that they do that, they do that. I think because, because also uh, what I've heard uh, them uh, and um some of them play really, really long, long, long plays.
3: Yeah. He's probably and still I playing now. Oh, my God. We are Sunday afternoon now. Yeah, We're actually uh, Sunday uh, night. This is madness. You know, I don't know how they managed to play that longer. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was in it. He was voodoo, man. It was definitely... Um, he, was, he was giving his magic. And uh, it was great. I mean, I don't know what it was like earlier. I was there for two hours until nine this morning. And, uh, and it was great. And it was actually... It made me um, really appreciate, actually, um, the art of selection as a dj and sometimes i think i personally get a little bit caught up in kind of trying to be a dj and sort Mm -hmm. of trying to perform when you've got a big audience in front of you especially if you come here because people are so excited there's so Mm -hmm. much anticipation that you feel you got to give but but these guys you know when you see people like um joe clausel yesterday it was very relaxed he was very relaxed you know i mean obviously he was a long way into his set and it was that magic time you know that period after. There is a
2: long career as well, uh, probably that uh, that there is this heavy rotation and long career for these guys as well, no? Well, How I, long he's been playing? I think he's been playing for very. Long I long think time, I know? don't think there's many as DJs. DJ. I don't
3: think there's many DJs. Like I think I'd say he's one of them. Danny Crivet. No, but
2: when you play, I think. Well, I think another thing I remember when you play, you can be relaxed when you play long, and it's 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 it goes as, as uh, everything it goes, maybe you arrive at a time where everything's... You manage to control the people, to control the music, you know what you're playing. And this magic, it's happened when you're playing sometimes very long set in a club that you know, in a public, you can... Uh, you are, you are, you, it took time from the beginning to uh, a certain hours to, to control the crowd. And if you, you feel that, that confidence... You relax and you play like everything you want. It's happened to everyone. Sure. I think. In every, it's happened to you. You know that. You know that. I'm sure you, when you were doing uh, Barumba. Many times
3: you had this, this kind no, of... Uh, bar rumba no, bar was never that relaxing. No. No, bar is a different kind of tension. That's what I'm saying about Esther I mean, it's a good tension. Well, well, you never had that in some clubs. Yeah, we, of course,
2: but... When you do a regular night, even, or not a regular night, even it's, uh, or in a, in a club that you've been doing from, from time to time, even once a year, but always working well. And if you play a certain amount of time, I think a uh, long play... When you have, I th- I'm sure it's happening when we do long plays and you stay in control and uh, you're happy, everything is, no nothing is wrong. Everything you put in, I think maybe the music at that time that excites you at the same time, it, uh, it's f- maybe something exciting that goes to the public very freshly or not. It's how you, you, you manage with your set and uh, at the moment of it. And it gives you the confidence and, and, and then you so relaxed you play whatever. I mean, uh, it's happening. It's yeah, no, it, it does happened. happen. <laughs> or I think because of the uh, professionality of these people as well, it could go with that as well. It, experience and, and professionalism uh, for some people. But I think this magic could happen to anyone. Mm. As you know, as you can be sure that everything will go perfect and then it's the catastrophe of the catastrophe <laughs> from the... T- for everyone, even you are the top uh, king of the kings. You know, uh, I don't know, but I think uh, we, people will say no. It never happened. We never happen. If, if you're a professional, you you manage to uh, to kick every ass and whatever. No? You understand? what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but I don't think like I I read that, I read that. I don't remember. It's the best guy who was doing that. Yeah, uh, and say yeah. You could, you could some some nights it doesn't work. And you can do nothing about it. Whatever the best music you have, sometimes it happens that it does not work.
3: I think you know, what, I, what I saw yesterday with, with Joe, and I think that it's kind of relatable to what UFO is all about and what I'm about and, and DJs like us are about, which is we are eclectic DJs. And we have a source of music, which is basically world music, black music, jazz, And, of course, this goes into dance music and disco and and, and all the classics. But a lot of DJs today, in 2008, they just play one type of music. So, talking about a drum and bass DJ or talking about someone like Derek May, these guys, they basically play what What? they are meant to play. So, to find a DJ like Joe Clausel playing at Yellow... Playing um, an obscure album track by the band Air, followed by um, a crazy re-edit of a classic Prelude track, followed by Hall and Oates, followed by Tears for Fears, um, followed by you know um, a world music track. These experiences are few and far between now because that art of DJing is almost gone. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. So these guys, to me it's the finest wine and we have to celebrate it and and in a way that was also the thing about ufo when you three would come on or individually when you do your thing and you are stretching out and you've got the freedom um it's it's amazing because it's it's and i think it's probably quite difficult for a new generation dj to try and do that because it's only something that you can do after many many years of 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 of, of learning and you know what i mean it's kind of because we've got so much history
2: you think so no i think
3: as well no
2: maybe after many years but it seems to <laughs> if you started like that i think like we did start i think with so much uh, freedom and uh you know no 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 how you say you don't give you don't give what people <laughs> expect you never give your ass like some people do commercialism, and, you know, they like so many people will go uh we go to adapt to the public what the which public they have and each party to adapt and to sell themselves. We never did that. And never to never have this uh maybe it was arrogance, madness. But then you learn with that from the beginning to say, no, you don't, you don't give any square. You just play what you think you are, want to play, what you like at the moment, what you f- eclectic as possible, and, and you take it or leave it. And it was like that, that for me, for a long time, it, it was really difficult. Even, I remember when I was playing in gold, for example, I was on, the, on the, every Friday, uh, I have the the, uh, the second floor, there was jazz floor, and everyone was... Uh, taking the way and going to the house floor like you are nothing but then you had people staying there and then it gave us it gave us a possibility to start this first Talking the night with you at Gold Oh yeah It was the first jazz. I, I was doing jazzing downstairs but it was the beginning that gave to move after that to do jazzing at Yellow for 12 years yeah. and more Yeah I remember those
3: nights The so, first I Talking was so-
2: Loud night in Tokyo huh? we did it together at Gold
3: Yeah I remember that it was a strange night
2: Yeah, but you know, we always, that floor was not, we didn't have this access to this floor. And finally, it was the beginning of accessing the big floors. And uh, accessing the big floors, and maybe after that, to go to the, I don't know if we did, we did, uh, UFO was was the first single or the second single yet. I'm not sure it was Loud Minority yet, but then to go to, to play at the fridge in London, it was a big, 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 big step for us and something's really the, the dream of the dream, uh, even the dream undreamed, uh, uh, happened. And everything after that was really, I don't know, madness. I don't know what happened after that, you know. And then uh, we were on the main floor. We had uh, every two Fridays in the beginning even at Yellows. We were doing twice a month for quite a while. And it was difficult to probably to promote properly. Because we need, we had live band. Then we were doing what we were doing as well. We had uh, we had an, a live act, a live act. We must had a live act or uh, guest DJ. Sometimes was a guest DJ like Crush or, exceptionally was Crush only on stage or uh, to have on stage to have a, a stage act that it was. And, and but the main thing was the DJ. So uh, to have 30 minutes to 40, maybe one hour to give to some band. And it was regularly like that for a long time and to access all these things access the main floor it was to access the main floor it was and the things that happened not really easy but it happened fast after i don't know what uh, what magic happened maybe uh maybe because of yellow give us that possibility uh, it was interesting, you know. It was interesting because what they had basically, I think they had the Friday was taken over, Then uh, it was rotation in between us, and uh, tw- every two weeks we had the, the jazzing going on. And, 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 and after a while, once a, once a month, for twelve years, you know.
3: It's quite. Uh, Are you going to play a final record yourself before they close? They close on the 21st? Yes, I think. Uh, June uh, June 21 is the last one. Yeah,
2: uh, Toshio is doing a night, uh, he's doing a special night. He, he talked about it. Uh, I don't know if he wants we talk about it yet, but uh, he's going to manage to do some things with uh, Jazz Night, pure Jazz Night. you going to go? Yes, we go, I'm going to play there. I mean, Great. Yes, it's good. A uh, friend, friend of us uh, told me why you should do jazzing there. But I don't know if the. Um, I don't want to talk about it much écoute là il f-
3: faut que tu parles dans le micro hein
2: yes, I'm talking un moment tu
3: parles un moment tu es là-bas dans yes, les nuages oui oui I I try to you know I'm, I go back
2: to time I try to remember I'm, I'm seeing pictures as well in uh, I'm seeing pictures of this uh, of this past few 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 pictures that uh,
3: tu penses que les gens sont intéressés Par quoi ce, on, on, Par ce qu'on parle De quoi peut-être, on parle Peut-être, 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 je ne sais pas.
2: <laughs> peut-être, il you know, they should be and whatever. I don't care, I don't <laughs> it's my programme.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Écoute, um, qu'est-ce que je voulais te demander Non. Uh, <laughs> non, la boîte, talking of memories, talking of, um, of, of great sort of, you know, clubs and stuff, the club that I really remember as well from you was the club called Blue. Ah, yeah. Mais Blue. Ah, oui, Amma
2: yeah, I remember, man, yeah. That yeah, was a killer
3: uh, club, man. That was proper. Tokyo, when we went to Tokyo, it was like, because it was three nights running, you did each one night each. Yes, right? so
2: I was doing every Saturday. Friday was Yabe,
3: and Mondays was Toshio.
2: you got to respect Toshio for doing Mondays. Yes, <laughs> it's really hard to do Mondays. <laughs> but I don't know, It was for him, it was a good technique because on the weekends, we had plenty of offers. And uh, you, you had to, to manage to go when you have to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So he had the Monday, but he could do the weekends, <laughs> really, uh, so it was double, you know, it's a financial, good, th- intelligent situation. <laughs> I never know. thought about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> After I thought, we thought, oh, yeah, yeah, but so when, uh, some Fridays and Saturdays, we were not in Tokyo, we had to be somewhere else, mm-hmm. he was there, but then he could come back Monday to play his night, you know, yeah. so you don't know, whatever, no, no, but... Um, we had good time. You remember this three years anniversary? It was really like, we had like, uh, I don't know if it's 2,000 people on two days or, or something like that. Really sweaty summer, summer, early summer. I think it was in July. Or Five years anniversary, three years anniversary, I'm not sure.
3: I really remember the, um, the fire escape behind the DJ. Yeah? I don't know why, but I always used to be in the back. You know, there was the DJ bit, and then we'd go out for a smoke or whatever around about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. remember that? Yes, I remember that, too. I, re- yeah. I know a lot of fire escapes. Oh,
2: uh, yeah? yeah? Yeah,
3: I know the Bar Rumba one as well. I remember that one really well. You, well. The you smell You did some of it. nasty finger. No, but you end up having to get out of the, out of the steam every now and uh, again, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And well, there's no office. I know that at the Bar Rumba, the office was behind the decks, and the office was about the smallest office in the world do you remember that office behind bar Rumba where yeah, the decks I were oh yeah my god yeah, yeah. it was so, so I claustrophobic i had to get out of there i couldn't but some people remember janine and and the girls they used to sit in there like for and people used to smoke in that little office as well it was just crazy mm-hmm. uh, including me um but um <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yes my friend i will t- ask you some questions as
2: well
3: Mais El Fantasma de la Libertad, on parle beaucoup de jazz et puis de de musique, mais là c'est super salsa, mais tu as 'as toujours fait du latin toi en tout cas.
2: Yes, I was into latin music for a long time. It happened one morning or one afternoon in Tokyo. Now, when I arrived, I think all all these things, it happened before that, little bit in Paris with some crazy... With all the, uh, in the New Wave time, I think there was some, some kind of Latin blue uh, rondo à la turque, and some pigback things, and a certain ratio, and also what was trendy, there was some this of the 60s music in Paris, in in bain or some other clubs, where they were playing like Ima uh, Sumac, and playing uh, some really crazy 60s stuff, that it started, but it it happened mostly you know tokyo uh, when i arrived here was uh, was living all the you know this crazy town with uh, jazz music and latin music was uh, was to to from the start to discover what well, the 60s the 50s and all all what all the things that was uh, parallel to my life in tokyo and i get mad to latin music basically arriving in tokyo and jazz as well it, you know it, i think it's really it was a mad town f- to find the the right sometimes even difficult to find the right record uh and it was probably the hassle i found out that there was no no much uh, clubs and dj dealing with that kind of music and suddenly It's to be uh, meeting here and there some people uh, that were doing like bass with jazz when it uh, was one of the first early for me uh, uh, connected jazz DJ that I met in the early days that was working with you. I we didn't know each other uh, at that time yet, and Tomek I think another when we did uh, this Bohemia club uh, Tomek was a DJ Tomek was a salsa DJ, and then to meet you uh, to see you coming to do this first. uh, a mixed night with uh with Toshijima, I think it was I'm not sure Quatro club Quattro or somewhere else when you did I saw
3: I saw Tomek the other day because I was um I was at a Larry Harlow concert in London um which was really I'd never met Larry Harlow before. Oh, yeah. Do you know him?
2: No I, I miss him. He was in Tokyo and I missed the life. I missed the life I what miss, a uh, cat,
3: man you can't beat the Salsa guys man.
2: Oh, yeah. I uh, I yeah. met I met Ray Barreto, Bobby Valentin and all, uh, there was a long, long time ago. I did an interview of the of some of uh, there were eight of eight of actually of uh, Fania surfings things. Uh, Fania Star big, big big guys came very long time ago. At that time, I was on, I was on Boogaloo. and they look at me very suspiciously
3: because you were playing Boogaloo.
2: <laughs> no, I so said I brought some records. They didn't know even it was reissue. There was some kind of uh, a lot of bootlegs or reissue from Venezuela. And with all the rare stuff that you couldn't find at that time, uh, very difficult to find as originals, and they were really surprised and they say, "Oh my God, what's going on again?" And uh, I was talking ridiculously. Uh, there was uh, there was Nicky Marrero. There was all, all the best. Did the interview of uh, Bobby Valentine was there? I did interview with Ray Barretto
3: as well. Nicky is a crazy, crazy cat. Is crazy cat here, He's crazy. Yeah, I remember that because they couldn't they backstage he wasn't allowed to we weren't allowed to drink next to him oh yeah yeah he couldn't because he 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 can't have drink around him oh yeah one of them cats Ah. But once he's behind the Timbali, <laughs> uh, it's madness. He's heavy, man. When they hit, when the horns go, and so the band is swinging. So you have the full band. you uh, the full band. Yeah, uh, it was almost like a Fania All Stars. It wasn't Fania All Stars. It was kind of a weird yeah, but, combination. Yeah, but most of them played with
2: Fania All Stars twenty
3: hundred times. You yeah, know? yeah. I'd love to. Uh, so That's one band. I must say, one band. If someone said to me, you know, m- name something you would love to go okay. and see at its peak. I'd say Fania All-Stars. But you
2: have, uh, did you have the pianist of the Sonora Ponce? Ah, no, no, it's Larry Arlo. But sometimes you have Larry Arlo and you have, uh, you have this crazy guy from Sonora Poncegna, it's uh, Papo Luca. Mm. Papo that is a fine, fine, fine pianist as well, you know.
3: That was an interesting aspect, actually, because talking kind of deeper salsa music, and I remember for me, I mean, there was a record shop in London called Hitman Records and they used to sell salsa. And there was that phase where people like Dave Hucker were playing it, Paul Bradshaw, the sort of straight no chaser sort of thing was hitting on the Latin. Paul Murphy was playing. They'd gone beyond Latin jazz and they got into proper, you know, new contemporary salsa. And I was buying some of that stuff, like the super all-stars, that kind of yeah. period. Not too much into the vocals because I just didn't get it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because that was another deep scene. But it's interesting because there was also... that. Was that was happening on our scene. We were yeah, playing salsa yes. um, for quite a while back, really. New and old,
2: uh, as well. All the Latin things that were coming uh, at the moment, all the Concord and, and like the, the, the mad things that was going on, yeah. and as well the old stuff as well. Together, it was people can't maybe imagine how to to manage as us as DJ to deal with new music that was at, at the same time old and as well in in diff- all the new jazz and old jazz, and you have all the to buy mostly all categories of music that is as well rare things new things that in jazz in Latin as well, and to deal with it and uh, take it take it take it take it take it to, and losing money as well
3: <laughs> I other everything I think I spent all my money on records, you know you know in the old, between the age of twenty and 30, and you i'm I'm sure every penny I, that I I I what what I
2: could say. Um, you're, I'm glad you were not married at that time. If but if you get, if you were married, you've been divorced two or three times maybe. At the same, if you if you were doing what you do what you did at that time, maybe. Yeah, probably. I like many guys who uh, did, uh, lose their marriage because of that spending the wrong, the uh, money too much the <laughs> in the wrong
3: wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't hang on to a girl for more than a month in my twenties. I just couldn't do it. I don't know if you had long-term girlfriends, but I was real. I mean, maybe three months was the maximum I did. Ah, yeah? bon. Did you have some big relationships? Yeah, as I a did DJ you. from time to
2: time. Yeah, from time to time, it was not difficult. It was not that easy. Sometimes, yeah, it was not that easy. Yeah. On arrête là. Alors, uh, my dear friend, c'est partout. Le fantasma de la libertad. Le deuxième partie. Le fantôme de la liberté.